Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, welcome to Kinky and Geeky, an educational, conversational, entertainment all podcast for all things, well, geeky and kinky. We're your hosts, I'm Fox. And I'm Loki. We're both members of different and overlapping kink and nerd communities. Be warned, this podcast contains subjects of an adult and sexual nature. So if you're not of legal age or if it's illegal for you to listen to this because you're Amish or incarcerated or whatever, please turn this off now. So, what are we talking about today? Halloween! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as posted on Twitter and complaining and stuff, uh, <laughs> our guest could not make it. So, uh, we have a hostful episode instead that is uh, going to be Loki and I talking about uh, the season at hand. Uh, Halloween and horror movies. Yeah, and it happens to be stuff. my favorite time of the year. It's, I think it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of the people I know's favorite time of the year. I don't know what it is. It's just I think part of it's the um, the getting to be something you're not aspect. I think this is the one time of year people let themselves go and are like, this is the one time of year I can be free and do whatever <laughs> I want. Sorry, that was my best impersonation of a hippie douchebag guy. That goes so. as a hippie douchebag for Halloween? No, who goes <laughs> as, like, corporate sleaze or whatever because he thinks it's clever. Yeah. Well, didn't somebody at the party last night? For, yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was specifically directed <laughs> at him. Not like he listens to this, but. Uh, so if you're wondering, Ghost, who was to be our uh, guest this week, uh was at a Halloween party on Treasure Island last night and missed the last bus. So ended up having to spend the whole night on the island. And so just got home this morning and was like, I, I can't handle heading that again. <laughs> Fail. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll still have her on later on and yeah. we'll just do it some other time. But Well, and, and I mean, cosplaying is it's geeky, so it can be at really any point in time. Right. I, and, I was just hoping to get the costume episode in yeah. for, you know, <laughs> Halloween. But eh, it happens. Well, so next week, be. next week, uh, they, we will have two awesome guests. They mm -hmm. have confirmed with me they are keeping their weekend free and available <laughs> just for us. Um, so we will next week we will finally have Maximo, Hot and Trot, and Titty Von Suckle on. Um, and, and I know our listeners have been <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, and the, the sound may be a little bit different next week because I think we're going to try and record at their apartment, which happens to be a giant fucking loft. So it may be a little bit echoey. Echo, echo. Yeah. Echo. Um, and every now and then, if depending on how we set up the mics, you may hear the blonde in the background sitting in a giant bathtub chiming in. 
So it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it also helps because unlike when we had Jack and Red on the podcast, they are both fairly small guys, um, at least in comparison to myself, for one. They're about the same height, but they are much, much skinnier than I am. Um, but uh, Maximo and Titty are both um, average-sized human beings. <laughs> um, uh, he is uh, six foot something. I, I dig. I'm but, just wondering where. Well, but where just the our, our the recording the recording studio at my apartment that where we use the office. Uh, I see. Not a lot of space for how big they are. Yeah, we we. Uh... We have to kind of crunch in, even when it's just the the two of us. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So it's been know. a while since we actually recorded last. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Um, part I of that count. is because I <laughs> randomly ducked out of town for a weekend. And, yeah. Uh, and I just been busy. Uh, the blonde, yeah, blonde has had a lot of swim meets, and she's wanted us not to um, record. Um, which has been convenient since Fox has been out of town right. and busy and working. And I've been busy and working and plotting and trying to find time to do something other than Borderlands 2. There has been a lot of Borderlands 2. Yeah. Um, I mean, the game has been out for, what, like a little over a month? Yeah. And, and, they and now have... they've got the Technomancer, so they've added the... Well, yeah, so they've got the Mecromancer. Mecromancer. They've got the Mecromancer, and they've got the first DLC available. Right. The so... Pirate's Booty. Yeah, which I've beaten twice already. <laughs> so... It does not surprise me that you've beaten the Pirate's Booty as much as you could. Yeah. Um. No, no, I've beaten it with two different characters. I haven't played... Th- I haven't even started a second playthrough yet on that game. I've just been doing side quests. <laughs> so I've got my uh, I've got my primary, and then I've got my uh, Necromancer multiplayer yeah. character. So that that's sort of my second playthrough. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I have the only character class I don't have a character in is the Siren. I have a Necromancer. I made a Gunzerker the other night because I was like, eh, I'll see what it's like. This could be fun. So, um, so what is it? Because I think you're the only person I've talked to that's actually played the Gunzerker. Well, I haven't. You, I, he's level four. I haven't even oh, unlocked so you haven't even gotten his the, the... special abilities yet. I've barely played with him. Um, so I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I watched somebody online um, do a solo run through against Hyperius the Invincible, which is the level fifty Uber boss oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the expansion, and. He was playing as a gunzerker, and so he went into his whole little rage gunzerk mode and was like, ah, but it doesn't seem very effective. Maybe it's because he was playing on a PC that it didn't look all that good, or maybe it was due to the fact that he was using slow shotguns and a submachine gun that only fires, you know, like really slow rate of fire unless you're zoomed in. Huh. It was a doll submachine gun, yeah, and yeah. all the doll weapons are all burst fire when you're zoomed in. But, I mean, he's, like, single-shotting the trigger. It's like, brah, 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 brah. Yeah, like, so it doesn't sound like they just dump all of the bullets. Yeah, uh, that you want to hear coming from the gun zerker. So, I, I mean, watching it, it was, 
I mean, it took him 15 minutes to beat that boss. That's not bad. That No, not at all for a boss that's supposed to be the invincible, uber-hard, right. like, difficult boss. So, um, But yeah, I, I mean, it seems like it could be interesting. I haven't really taken the time to really dive into it. Um, it's weird because I'm playing the assassin, but I really could care less about my skill points and everything. Right, cause the, with the invisibility. Yeah, the deception thing. Um, because there's, I have yet to get... Maybe I just haven't gone down the right skill tree, or I focus too much on the accuracy skill tree and should be focusing more on the melee skill tree. But the deception only lasts like six seconds total. Right. Like... And there's a whole achievement to unlock, you know, stay in deception mode for 10 seconds. Well, if my deception only lasts six seconds, how am I supposed to say? Well, there's uh, one of the abilities. If you kill during deception, it extends the time. So it's a matter of getting to that and then doing the, like, killing multiple guys in succession to get more and more time still concealed. Uh, I mean, at this point, the, I, my assassin's a, he's a sniper. I mean, like, that's what I've been using him for and um, just running through and being like, dude, 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 critical kill, critical kill, critical kill. Um, I put point, I got the skill point bore, which is really kind of nice. What does that do? There's a little bit of extra critical damage and it breaks shields on one shot. Oh, nice. So it's like, oh, okay, one shot. And generally, if you're aiming for the head, if you're going for the head shot, you do a one shot, break the shield. It also kills them. Right. So, um, which is kind of fun when you're trying to do the the badass challenge of eviscerate. (laughs) So. So the, the, my necromancer is my sniper because she gets an ability that sets off electrical storms when you kill with a critical. Nice. So having that, like, I shoot things in the head, and it dies from a critical, and then it sets off an electrical storm, and everything all around it lights on fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, well, and it's it's funny. I mean, basically, I've just been using my, my assassin as a sniper with some machine gun, but predominantly it's been, I've basically been playing him like Mordecai from the first one. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to run through a zero and do this, and uh, that's how I've been playing it. I hardly ever use my deception at this point. Um, And it's like, okay, whatever. Um, But then my primary character, which is my um, commando. Yeah. uh, I've been running through that. Yeah, you know, I did that, and then so I beat – I actually beat the expansion with my assassin first. And then I went through and I beat the expansion with my commando. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And the blonde and I did that together because she's got a level 34 siren, 35 mm-hmm. siren, 34 siren. Yeah. So, and so it's very like, okay, we went through and we did that together. Her siren, my commando. And so that was kind of nice. That was like, all right, cool. We did this together. Yay. Um, but I like the one thing I do like is that you can go back through and reloot. I mean, it kind of sucks because you have to go all the way back to this one point in the game and basically run through that point all the way till you get to the the treasure room at the end. It's not like with General Knox, the secret army armory of General Knox, where you um, 
get to basically you you show up and it's like oh yeah oh it's gonna the, you basically you load in you can load in to win it's like oh I'm gonna go loot all this stuff right right before the bomb goes off uber loot yeah you know it's like yay <laughs> loot 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 you know you can't do that but so that's kind of a disappointment but at the same time I mean it, after you've beaten the Leviathan once. And you know what to do and how to beat it and what, like, everything is. It's just so easy. And it's so much easier to do with the soldier <laughs> than with an assassin. Well, I bet, because you can just set down your turret and have the oh yeah. have somebody else helping you out. Well, especially, like, since, like, the Leviathan isn't the only thing attacking. Like, right, you've got right, sandworms that are popping up out of the ground attacking, so... So it helps keep off the uh, mooks. Yeah, so you keep all the minions away with the turret, and that gives you the opportunity to focus on taking those critical shots at the Leviathan. So on games, a uh, game that came out, I guess, last week, uh, XCOM. Yeah. I, have you have you gotten to check it out yet? Uh, I mean, I have, there's a demo up. No, I'll have to go check out the demo. No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance to check that out. Uh, we talked about it on the last podcast, I believe. Yeah, that it was coming. But, yeah. Uh, so, so I I've played the the demo. Yeah. And I'm not a huge strategy game fan. Yeah. Like, I loved uh, Final Fantasy Tactics and yeah. that that series, but for the most part, the the military tactics like i'd never played any of the XCOM games before this but uh, i played the demo which is pretty short it's just the beginning of the uh like um tutorial yeah but man that that game could be scary like <laughs> i have to go dig, check it out dig many many hours into it <laughs> um and the the atmosphere and everything around it is super like super creepy and hmm. Yeah, like they've they've gone a, a long way towards making that like a modern, you know, game, but keeping those real hardcore yeah. old school roots. That sounds cool. Um, so I, I mean, before we started recording, we were talking about the the new the Red Band Evil Dead trailer. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of on topic for today. But I was going to see. Did you know that there's this movie coming out called The Prototype? I don't know the prototype. But no, but, so, so this movie, the, so this movie prototype. Basically, yeah. what happened was, um, I told you last night um, at the party how I'd been looking. I was trying to hunt down that footage of Pacific Rim from the New York Comic Con, right? And, and you um, ended up with a robot shot. Yeah, that was great. Someone, oh man, I got had. They did uh, an intro for. They took the actual like teaser trailer footage that they did at comic-con san diego the the real basic just the one that you can get on the internet anywhere right the teaser which is just gives you a name all the names of the people in it it's the official kind of, it's like the credits to the opening of the movie <laughs> and it's like oh, okay cool and it looks really good but the that teaser ends with the pacific rim thing coming up and doing all that well so this goes on so it starts up like that and i'm like oh okay cool this is gonna be like an awesome trailer like it's and you're looking like that it's, it's like four minutes or yeah. something so. and so i'm like okay and then it starts and it's cut scenes of a black and white copy of robot jocks <laughs> which i loved robot jocks as a kid growing up i thought that was the greatest movie ever giant giant pilotable robots 
was awesome for me. Yeah, who who doesn't want to fight giant robots against each other? You know, so um, so I kind of got had. But so I, while I was searching for that, I found this. And at first I thought, okay, well, I didn't know what it was. Like it, the way it's shot, it looks like one of those um, really dark Lexus commercials or BMW commercials. <laughs> like there was one, like the action movie commercials that they did for a while. So I thought uh, this is just like a hokey homemade. But then I saw an actor I recognized and I was like, wait a second. Well, maybe, maybe this is, is a real movie. You know, maybe this is an actual movie that's coming out because this is him. But then again, it could just be that could be from some other movie of his. I couldn't have. I've never seen. And I can't. His name is John. Um, John. Uh, he's got blonde hair. He always kind of plays like a badass. Good guy or bad guy. Um, Jack Kennedy. No. Joseph Maule. Uh. Yes, Joseph Molle. I don't know why I thought John. No, Neil Madonna. Uh, Neil McDonough. Okay. Sorry, I had to pull it up on my own, yeah. on my, my phone. That's who I saw. Oh, I him. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's one of those, I, I don't think I'd ever really known his name, but I'd seen him in a ton of things. I know, yeah. exactly. So I was like, okay. And it looked awesome because like, it, the trailer for it kind of opens up and it's this they're talking to this guy they're talking to Joseph Molle um and they're trying to be like so you were really you were part of this Lazarus project thing which is what got me hooked because I was like okay this could be interesting and so I started watching it so then finally it cuts and it shows this guy going into like what looks like a hospital room and you're like okay and he sits down next to this hospital bed. There's a woman. But then it cuts back again. And you're like, what? okay, I was kind of getting hooked. Like, tell there. me something. About Give me <laughs> something solid about what's going on. And you see this thing walking through a lab, like a, a laboratory somewhere or something, with a submachine gun just shooting everybody, just wiping everybody out. And you can't really tell what it is. It looks kind of like a dude decked out head to toe in tactical gear. You know, but you're not really sure what it is. So this isn't actually the movie of the game prototype. No, no. Which is, they hadn't opened it with the title. Oops, um, sorry. And so, um, what ends up happening is, like, they go through, and you keep, they keep cutting back to these images of Neil Madonahue sitting in this SUV in the front seat Two other, three other guys decked out in tactical gear. Just keep looking for it. Just keep finding it. You can't lose it. All this stuff, they cut between news footage. Finally, there's a clip of a news scene saying, um, government officials are tracking down a rogue drone that went on a killing spree day before yesterday. But this guy, at the same time, they're showing this Joseph Molle guy and, like, He's doing brain scans on himself and there's like you can tell that there may be something wrong with him and he's like weakened and all this stuff. So I still am not 100% sure about what the movie is about. But it looks awesome. Interesting. It it looks – and then at one point they cut back to showing him and you see the drone and it almost looks like um, Cronin from Hellboy. 
Oh, okay. The assassin guy, like the yeah, way yeah. the head's shaped, it's got a very like dome face with very big aperture looking eyes. Very distinctly robotic. Huh. But then at one point they show what looks almost like a Robocop esque head underneath. Like it's right, all like, it's like all the maybe same. There's a human inside of that. Yeah, like it's maybe there's some like it's a cyborg instead of just a drone or something. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent sure on what the movie's about. I have a <laughs> feeling like the guy who created it is dying, and he puts his brain into the robot. But before he can do it, the robot goes on a killing rampage, and so they shut the project down. But then he puts his brain in and he steals it. And they're trying to get it because they think it's gone rogue again. Sure, sure. And in the process of when it went rogue, the woman he loved got hurt. <laughs> because I think that's the woman in the hospital bed. That is just I, my formulation. I hope this doesn't go like Gamer did. Because all of the trailers for Gamer looked so I cool. Know. I know. And then the movie came out and everything cool had been in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, by the way, they are working on a movie for Prototype. That's yeah. so sad. They're saying 2013. So at least this sounds like prototype the video game. Yeah. A government agent stumbles upon an alien conspiracy to conquer Earth. Using a blue liquid made by the aliens to make soldiers stronger, he becomes the prototype, the only hope for mankind. So so, so not totally off the video game where he uses it to turn into mad killing spree that just destroys yeah. everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it sounds interesting on a certain level, but then yeah. again, so does Elysium and Elysium could be really awesome or really fucking bad. <laughs> so, well, speaking of announcements, and I know this is one that, that you don't particularly care about, but this is uh one that's deeply, <laughs> uh, deeply important to me. They've actually announced uh, a continuation of the dark stalkers video game series. Um, the, that sounds awesome, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, know, I know that's not. Uh, I know two <laughs> characters from that series, Felicia and Morgan. Okay, yeah. So that's, probably, uh, I guess maybe I wasn't sure if you were going to go with Talbane for the other one. It's the the werewolf. Oh no! Yeah. yeah. Once again, <laughs> Felicia. Yeah, yeah. And Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, they're doing an HD remake of the existing games, okay. and if they sell well, they're actually going to do a Darkstalkers 4. So, all right, all that, right. That's all kinds of up my alley. Well, that should be good. <laughs> well, I don't know. Depending it's, on your feelings on fighting games, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I have no feelings on fighting games. Like <laughs> they're not for me, they're not the kind of games I like. By the way, have you watched the trailer for A Good Day to Die Hard? No, I I haven't actually watched the trailer yet. I just it looks awesome. I for someone who loves action movies and loathes Bruce Willis on a certain level, I love him, but I loathe him. It's a love hate <laughs> relationship. Um, because I know he hates me anyways, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it I it it's like. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm not even going to try and spend 10 minutes to describe yeah, it no, because it's... It's, just go watch the trailer when you get a chance. I'm sure I'll be able to find a link. And oh, it it's on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
this is just a random thing. I, I don't want to use it for a, a, a link. This is just totally random thing that I came across while looking for other stuff. <laughs> um, there was a uh, Craigslist post in Washington, D.C. Uh, for woman DM needed for D&D-based adult bachelor party. What? So... Looking for a woman with Dungeon Master experience <laughs> in Dungeons & Dragons, specifically 3.0 or 3.5 editions, to run a game. The event is for a bachelor party, and the future husband-to-be would prefer if the DM could be topless. With this said, I ensure you that nothing else is expected of you other than an exciting adventure. That it does actually sound kind of fun on a very bizarre level. He's one of, in the requirements, uh, Dungeon Master experience in D&D, uh, as stated before, must be able to provide a picture including the face and body, parenthetical, no nudes, please. It is preferred <laughs> that cup size be at least C or greater. If books are needed, it must be stated ahead of time. However, it would be preferable if the DM had her own. I really want to know the follow-up. <laughs> I really want to know, like... The after action report. So, did anyone respond? How did that go down? <laughs> well, th this is, uh, I found this article on nerd, uh, nerdapprove.com. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's a brief follow up. Did they find someone? Uh, well, just that they, they said that they got an, uh, quite a few responses, and not all of them were angry. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine too many women would be happy about that. Uh, but yeah, they're like, wow, th now that's a geek bachelor party. Yeah. I'd be down. <laughs> We're going to spend all night playing D&D &D and the DM's going to be topless. Seriously? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to actually jump into the uh, the links? Yeah, sure. So, because um, uh, you've actually got a kink link for this week. Yeah, uh, I have a link for this yeah, week. Yeah, more specifically. <laughs> well, um, and and I've um, I'm, I'm gonna use a, a geek link here that we've already sort of started talking about, but yeah. uh, why don't you go ahead and explain your link? Um, so the kink link for this week would be, uh, it is called the official pet registry.com or the official human pet registry. Um, it's run by a friend of mine from FetLife who asked me if I could maybe, work with them to advertise for them at some point. Um, but actually, I think it's kind of brilliant because um, there's already a website out there called the slaveregistry.com, um, which is, I think it's actually specifically the Slave Registry Network. Um, but what it is, is it's a place for people involved in the S&M community who are very much so on kind of a uh, protocol-based, like, we are very strict in our roles. I am the dominant. You are the submissive. So much so that you are owned property and I'm going to register you as said owned property. Uh, and it's, I mean, that 
branch of all of that is all well and good. Um, but I actually kind of like the idea of the fact that, I mean, we, I have a cat and a dog at home and we had to get them registered when we got a cat and a dog so that if they ever were taken from us, we could get them back. We had a microchipped and everything. Um, I kind of like the idea and yes, you can have humans microchipped. Um, but I like the idea of, you know, being able to, um, register if you've got a human pet, you know, if you've got a pony, if you've got a. A, a puppy girl, if you've got a kitty girl, a kitty boy, puppy boy, you know, or anything in between, you know, if, if that's what your kink is, the fact that there's now a website out there, it's like, okay, I'm registering my pet. I own this pet. This is, you know, my pet, you know, this is how this goes down. This is what our dynamic is. I feel like it's a little bit softer than the well, slave registry. Well, I think, uh, they say it well on their about us. Um, yeah. The official human pet registry started as the official pet licensing registry created on Fet Life by Electrical Wolf and Ashley to give owners, handlers, and human pets a place apart from the master-slave dynamic that it is often confused with. Within a few weeks of creation, the official pet license registry was moved to its own website and transformed into the official human pet registry. So I, I think that's that's really the key yeah. point here. The, the interesting bit is being able to make a distinction between that subdom master slave that yeah and pet and owner because there i mean you can be someone's pet and still be a dominant you know you're not necessarily there you're not defined by that specifically so i actually think it's kind of a nice way to be able to say hey we're we're branching off we're doing our own thing when we have a site for us so i guess on a side note um there was a woman in San Francisco who petitioned to have um, the transgendered flag um, raised in the Castro district. Hmm. Um, she petitioned the uh, MSMU, MCMU. It's the municipal – it's the people who basically say what can and can't go on flagpoles. Right. And, and so <laughs> the fact that there's a board for that, a little bureaucratic, but whatever. There are legally appropriate ways to fold the American flag. I know. Bureaucracy runs deep in this country. I know. And so – but um, the this woman, she, uh, she, she said, hey – I." Can you guys on National Transgender Remembrance Day, can you um, fly the transgender flag for one day? They said no. She got pissed. She didn't do a very good job appealing. She was very um, violent in her words with the whole situation. A little reactionary yeah, instead of... Yeah, a little shotgunny. Um which is not really not the best way to go about it. But I do I, – I feel very strongly that it's like, wait a second. You guys, you fly the rainbow flag during Pride Week. You fly the rainbow flag 24-7 right. basically in that – in the Castro district. But specifically during Pride Week, you fly the rainbow flag. You fly the leather flag during Folsom Week and, leather, and Door Alley and everything else. Why can't you fly the trans flag? And their their reasoning was trans people are included on the gay flag, on the pride flag. 
which six or one half dozen the other. View from the outside. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, well, but they're included. No. (laughs) So it's that that's getting into the politics of the alphabet soup, and I'm not going there today. (laughs) But that was another kind of interesting, semi kink, semi geek thing that I had seen. Yeah. Um, since our it's last definitely recording. something we should probably keep an eye on, though, yeah. and uh, maybe report on later. Yeah, see where that goes. yeah. Let's find out what happens with it. So that being said, the uh, official human pet registry is uh, uh, up and running, and there'll be a link in the show notes. If that's your particular kink and lifestyle choice, then have that. Looks like they've got a pretty decent little service here. Enjoy, and if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area and want to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch with us at podcast at kinkyandgeeky.com, or kinkygeeky.com. Yeah. So, um, yeah, feel free to get in touch with Fox, feel free to get in touch with myself, or hit us up on Twitter and say, hey, we live the pet owner lifestyle, can we come record with you guys? Yeah, because that's one that I don't have uh, pretty much any personal experience with, uh, you know, me or people I, I know. I I know some people, but they're really kind of uh, they're acquaintances. <laughs> right? They're, they're not necessarily people that I'd be able to just go up randomly and be like, "Hey, you want to talk know. to a bunch of strangers about your <laughs> private life? <laughs> you know, do you want to do you want to come on and and record this stuff and be on the record and say <laughs> this this this, please? Um, I mean, there there are definitely some people I may approach at some point. Um, who I have heard of. They're not even acquaintances. They're people that I've heard of. Um, but that's, well, that, that's those are very much so more questions. specific yeah. topics. Um, so my link is uh, to a YouTube video here. <laughs> it's the Red Band teaser trailer for the Evil Dead remake. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we were just uh, watching this before we kicked up recording here. And... I'm super excited for this. I, I think the, uh, the the trailer looks it makes it look like a, a ton of fun and very reverent to the original source material. I I don't know how to feel about it yet. I I need to go back and watch the original Evil Dead now because in my head, Evil Dead is funny horror, not not scary horror. Um, and, and, but, I think and more so on, like, I feel like it was really created to be funny horror because something like Dead Alive, which was supposed to be <laughs> real horror that turned out funny, is very. it feels very different in how it was made. Yeah, no, totally. So, and I think this is more like uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street where it's horror that has some kind of over-the-top and some comedy that is... You and I remember Nightmare on Elm Street very differently. Series-wise. Well, okay, by the end... Well, yeah, well, when, you by, get, by the end of, when you get and, 20 well, movies guess, in... Yeah, and, and that's not really what I mean. But I, I just mean, like, or two how, or three. Or, or, what is, uh, by the way... Dream if, Children... Uh, uh, Dream Warriors was number four. Yeah. You know... Well, okay, but, but still, the first movie of that series... The, the first one was much scared more... scared the shit out of me as a child. Yeah, and... and but I didn't want to sleep. Like the, 
the fountain of blood that is the uh, well, yeah. that, that death, which is one of the greatest horror movie deaths, yeah. but still just keeps going. Yeah. And, and I think it's those same kind of things in the original Evil Dead, where it's just like, you know, th- this thing happens, and if you just stopped there, it would have been really creepy, but it keeps happening for like three times longer than we needed to see it, and that's what makes it... That's what gives you room to get a little chuckle in, but I think that's just them using their budget really well. I, I mean, I guess, like I said, I gotta go back and rewatch <laughs> it because I, Army of Darkness very much so. Oh yeah, funny fucking movie, and, and even just Evil Dead Two, yeah, which is pretty much the exact same movie as Evil Dead, but with uh, there are some added bits. Yeah, you know, it's just with more budget, but. Yeah. Uh, Everyone else dies a lot faster in Evil Dead 2 than they <laughs> yeah. did in Evil Dead 1. So Evil Dead 2 is much more you know, about Ash. A third of the way through the movie, it's just Ash and the demons. So. Right. And so I'm, I'm wondering what they're doing. Because this is only a trailer. It's a, a minute and a half long, and that's with the, the long intro. It's really probably only a minute of footage. So... We don't know if this is all taken from the first 30 minutes. And I mean, it, this could you, be... But you know what? But you know what? The first time I saw any trailers for Cabin in the Woods... Yeah. It looked like a serious fucking horror movie. Yeah, and Cabin so... in the Woods <laughs> is, like, the greatest horror movie bait-and-switch yeah. ever. So... Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cabin in the Woods... So, I mean, this could be... It's Sam Raimi, right? We're still talking Sam Raimi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's so, well, it's at least the original production, but I think it's still Sam Raimi directing too. Well, my understanding is he owns all that material. That yeah, was his yeah. that's his been his baby. That's why in Spider-Man that fucking car, that ugly fucking car <laughs> is in Spider-Man oh, is what's because it, what's it called the It's the a Christie or the Sally or there's a name remember. for yeah, his he, car yeah. that's in um but, yeah, it's that ugly it fucking, like, Buick or whatever, <laughs> yeah. or Cadillac. It's also in, uh, uh, not From um, Hell, that's the uh, slasher <laughs> one. Was, but that's Drag also, Me to Hell. Dra- yeah, that, uh, yeah. That's, it's the, yeah. the gypsy woman's car is his. Yeah. Well, because it's another, it's his other. See, I'm telling you, it's got to be, that. this has just got to be another bait and switch. He had to have seen, like, been like, I love this franchise so much. And I saw, he had to have seen what someone did with Cabin in the Woods and was like, oh my God, I can bring my awesome movie back because I have cred, cred, cred right. now. I got street cred <laughs> so in the it's, industry. It's, it's not just street cred. He's got credit now. Yeah. He can actually afford to... <laughs> People are like, oh, it's Sam Raimi. He made Spider-Man. Give him $50 million to make right, this movie. $150 million, $450 million. Screw it. Give him a billion dollars to make It still the movie. blows me away. I was like, how the hell did Sam Raimi get Spider-Man? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> it's got to be some weird, like, connection. Like, he knew somebody who knew somebody. But it's the same thing with someone at the studio had to have seen something he did and loved it. And so it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna bring you on to do Spider Man. And don't get me wrong, Tobey Maguire Spider Man, he did a pretty fucking good job on to- the first Spider Man movie. Fuck the rest of that shit. He's not directing. Uh, oh. Fred Alvarez is directing, although he's still a primary credit as a screenwriter. 
It's his material. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Hot chick with a chainsaw for an arm could be awesome. <laughs> yeah, female Ash. It, it looks like. Uh, I mean, there's this a shot. This is in- my boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for an Army of Darkness sequel. So uh, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they they mentioned this, uh, and they were like, you know what I want to see is, or no, it wasn't a podcast. It was actually Ghost's uh, husband. Yeah, was saying I want to see female Ash at the end of this movie go through the portal and end up with male Ash from the other movies and have the Ash and Ash join up in Army of Darkness Five. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be epic. It was like you know what I. I might be okay with that. <laughs> Bruce Campbell running around. Like, yeah. like old old Ash, right? Yeah. Like old Bruce Campbell doing the I'm too old for this shit and young female yeah. Ash. <laughs> yeah. Very, yeah. Now that you could do that with it, it's, there's all that time travel portal to another dimension shit that goes on. So, you know, yeah, why not? But, um... So, yeah, it is the season, though, for <laughs> horror movies yeah. and monster movies and all those things. Yeah. And, uh, and I, there's I've been some watching good ones a bunch out there. of them recently. Yeah. Well, Fox failed last night. I did. He texted me. <laughs> so, so the blonde and I had a Halloween party, and we try to have a Halloween party every year because uh, it happens. This happens to be my favorite time of the year. We also try to have a Christmas party because that's her favorite time of the year. Um, and every year since, at least since last year, the first year we did the Halloween party, we didn't have this, but last year she created it. She makes a, uh, a pumpkin. She takes a pumpkin. She carves it out so that it's a vomiting pumpkin and it's vomiting guacamole all over a, a table. And so, you know, eating yeah. delicious <laughs> guacamole from the mouth of vomiting pumpkin. Yeah. So she does that. You know, we do, we do a lot of fun stuff. We did the but black so, chicken. Yeah, yeah, the we call them bat wings, but um, they're it's just chicken wings that we've they marinated in a soy sauce. A, it's like soy sauce with a little bit of food coloring added to it to give it a black color. So they marinate overnight in that, and then we bake them in the oven, and and, and they do look pretty darn creepy, yeah. especially when you don't know they're they're you know what's coming. And it's oh just yeah, like, there's something wrong with that chicken. <laughs> Um, well, and the fun part was I was cleaning up all the dishes before I came over uh-huh. from that. And so the sauce, it gelatinized overnight, oh, no. which it wasn't bad. It made cleanup a real fucking yeah, easy because yeah. I just dumped it over the trash can <laughs> and it just peeled away. And I was like, hey, that's convenient now. <laughs> I don't have to sit here scrubbing. Awesome. Um but yeah, no. So we do that, and so right. So, Fox, so I was coming to the party, I, and I was and asking I, stuff to bring. I text Fox saying, "Can you bring Cards Against Humanity?" And our friend who dressed up for the party as Corporate Sleaze ended up also bringing his deck of Cards Against Humanity without any prompting. Right. So um, not only was my deck that I brought redundant. On the way out, I was like, you know, I've got Cabin in the Woods. On but Blu-ray. I didn't ask a question. I was just like, you know, I've got Cabin in the Woods on Blu-ray. To which Loki assumed that meant, oh, he's bringing Cabin in the Woods. And I, <laughs> and I, having not got a response back, went, ah, he doesn't care about it. Okay, I'll leave it here. <laughs> which so, specifically yeah. the text said, I I'm, have Cabin in the Woods on <laughs> Blu-ray. 
dot, 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 dot. No question mark. No, <laughs> hey, I've got Kevin in the woods. No preface with, you know, or follow up with, you want me to bring? <laughs> you know, it's like. My, my pregnant pause went. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that that's our Halloween party, but. That's that's the season. I don't know. I tried to dress up, but it was just from cooking. It was so hot in the apartment last night that I was just like, I can't, I can't wear all this tactical gear right now. <laughs> I'm too hot. I can't be the VIP protection. Like I, I had to peel it all off, and I was like, okay. So I just, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm a lumberjack because I'm wearing plaid, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's okay. <laughs> Oddly enough, that if you follow the train of thought of that song, it kind of applies to you me know, in a very strange way. Yeah. Um, at least that whole I wear Ooh. high heels. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that was one of the that was one of the skits that we did in Boy Scouts regularly. <laughs> uh, goddamn Mormons. <laughs> um. But no, so I, I mean, I love Halloween. Yeah, and, and Cost, it, it, I think it is that whole getting to be something you're not. So I actually, uh, I wrote a paper in uh, college that I rewrote like four times and turned into other classes. <laughs> that was, uh, it was about masks, and it was the like the psychology of masks in literature and mythology. Yeah. Um. But but one of the things that that came out of that is sort of a long-standing appreciation of mine for costuming and the psychological import of being able to be something else or become something else, and the the interesting questions that it rises of like, are you? Are you showing something that you don't usually get to show or are you trying to take on an aspect that you don't feel is a part of you? You know, yeah. w- where is your costume coming from? Yeah. And like the the older Halloween, the, the more traditional, you know, building the fright, it's, it's this awareness of mortality and awareness of death and, yeah. and disguised as evil and stuff like that, that for the most part, people have lost track of today, but there seems to be these weird little pockets of awareness that people completely unaware of the tradition still have this, like, well, I would never do this any other time of year, but it's Halloween, so that's why it's okay to do whatever. Yeah. No, I don't know. Eh. I definitely think on a certain level, every year for Halloween, I've always tried to dress up as something that I kind of saw other people envisioning as masculine, mm. like very specifically, because I ne- that's never how I felt. Like, I mean, like, I'm, I love guns, I love cars, like, but I don't classify those as inherently masculine likes and well, enjoyments i'll go you hunting, like cars but you've fishing. never been a a, a gearhead you know? no i can i can work on a car you well, give that's me what the I'm tools saying. and stuff but, but you yeah, can work I'm, on a yeah. car but you're not a gearhead you're not yeah. the guy whose I'm conversation not, yeah. revolves around the new carburetor yeah. that you got for your. yeah and and like as far as guns go i'm more more akin to the gearhead with 
firearms than I am with uh, than I am with cars. Um, and a large part of that, I don't know. I, I think part of that stems from the fact that my parents were very anti-gun growing up with me. I was not allowed. My GI Joes, the, all the guns were taken away. <laughs> all the guns were taken away. Every time I tell that to people, they're like, well, doesn't that kind of defeat the point of G.I. Joe? Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, and I love G.I. Joe's because, like, every other action figure out there, including the classic Star Wars action figures, which I had a good number of that I had inherited from other people because I'm not old enough to have been alive when the original <laughs> Star Wars right. came out. So please, don't rub that in my face. Um, but... It was something Younger. that I had a lot of them. I right. still have the original Millennium but, Falcon. But what was it about the uh, the GI Joes? But the GI Joes, I liked the articulation. Of yeah, the, the, they they moved. They had all kinds of. Instead of having four points of articulation, that those points of articulation were literally two directions: up and down on the arms, and forward perpendicular and vertical on the legs. <laughs> right. You know. And, and, yeah, the they, fact they had that those the round joints, so the, yeah, they the had, shoulders and the hips and the waist. Yeah, and, and the, the rubber band and... waist that, like, was, for me, that was brilliant. It's like, oh, my God, he's got a ball and socket joint for his hip. And, yeah, his knee bends and his foot doesn't move. But, you know, whatever, it was still those three-and-a-half-inch G.I. Joes were awesome. Even the 12-inch ones, which I didn't, I think I had one at one well, point. Well, those were definitely before our time. Oh, yeah. Um you know those the six the one sixth scale GI Joe figures. You know because when yeah. at my time like those weren't as popular. Those were mostly those were the adult GI Joes when I was growing up because those are the ones that the older guys wanted, either for collector value or they wanted to make a custom figure themselves. Sure. But so the little ones were awesome because it was like, look, I'm Cobra Commander. And there was a story to it. <laughs> like the classic G.A. Joe's, if you go back and look, there's no villain to the story. It was just, this is Joe. This is the adventure he's going on this week. This is the right. adventure. It was very 1950s kind of. He comes with, you know, the Tiger Ear Safari Adventure Kit. The, you know, Kung Fu Grip Action. Because... Not every fucking G.I. Joe started off with the fucking Kung Fu grip like everyone says. It wasn't until like the fourth or fifth generation of G.I. Joes came out that they every guy had the Kung Fu grip. Right. Yeah, that that was a that was an evolution of the yeah. uh, toy. So, you know, but by the time he got the Kung Fu grip, they got rid of the fuzzy hair. It was oh, molded right. plastic the actual, like, flat top. They, yeah, they had the I'd flat top. They had that. the beard. The guys that had beards actually had, like, fuzzy velour beards or something. Like, it was, like, or felt almost. So. You know, this makes me think is, do you remember the uh, the G.I. Joe costumes? The, the like, Walmart, uh, you know, long Safeway-style costumes yeah, that were the like, bag and mask? Yeah. Right? There was the the G.I. Joe one was the, like, uniform bag and then that plastic mask with the fuzzy hair on the top. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, I've – that's my draw to guns. That's – I mean, that's – I mean, that's my – also my obsession with G.I. Joes. Right. But Um, but that's also part of the the Halloween for you was was that – 
that sort of uber masculine. Yeah. It, it's always been like, I've been Indiana Jones. I've been a knight in shining armor. I've been, um, I was a wasp. I wasn't a bee. I was very specifically, I was a wasp and my right, mom made a costume. Protestant. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, like I had a, a mask that was not a bee mask. It was a wasp head specifically. And my mom made me this costume that looked, I mean, wasps have that very distinct where it's got, goes thin into the large thorax and it's like, okay, yeah, sure. So we did that. You know, I was the grim reaper. I was a man in black. I was like all these very iconography iconography iconic iconic that's the word i'm looking for (laughs) very iconically masculine characters i was the crow in high school i I think everybody was the crow yeah at some some point point. yeah every guy has been the crow at some point um i think i mean maybe except for like well since the movie the crow came out every guy anybody that was in the high school around that time yeah like and after like there's always I, I'm, like I'm pretty sure it's it's dropped off now, but well, not well, not that not not, not as that much. the crow is yeah. not still a thing, but but it's no longer like the well, duh, everybody at some point wanted to be the crow. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it you know it was always those were the costumes I went for. They were the the ultra masculine kind of everything that wasn't me. Because it was like, well, I don't want to go down the route of where I'd actually like to go because that might get me in trouble. You right. know, let's go the route where everybody thinks that I'm going. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Pull the wool over everyone else's <laughs> eyes. It's and, costuming on, on many levels. Here. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's always been it for me was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, and I, I mean, I still do it for me now though. It's not so much of like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this ultra masculine costume because, you know, I'm trying to hide something. It's more of a farce on who I am as well as the fact that I own a crap ton of tactical gear. <laughs> so, so you it's have some excuse of, yeah, it's like, I can't always use it when I'm playing Airsoft, and there's no other reason to use it when I'm not playing Airsoft, so I might as well use it at Halloween. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, see, I've never been real big on the Halloween costumes. Like, I'd say other people have probably chosen more of my Halloween costumes than I have. Yeah. Um, Although it was funny, I was going through some baby pictures recently and found my first Halloween and... Found out that I was a uh, I was a black cat for like the first three years apparently. Okay, <laughs> I think we can delve into some psychological <laughs> aspects there. Um, it, yeah, it's funny man. though. Like, imagine if uh, we were talking about this before the evolution of the Halloween costume yeah. uh, for for girls, and I'll put a link into this uh, hypervocal. Uh, com article that it's been all over the place there's a bunch of different versions of it but that go from like the cute to the either the sort of the accurate ad- or at least uh kind of tasteful to kind of sexy to it's pretty much lingerie with yeah. a theme 
Yeah. Imagine if that happened for the guys' costumes. Like, imagine G.I. Joe just being, like, <laughs> you know, as as the littlest one, it's that, like, bag and mask. And then the next one's, like, actually, like, the, the tack gear. But then the next one's, like, you know, just the tack vest. And then, you know, finally <laughs> it's just, like... I'm shirtless. It's, it, it, and it's, I'm wearing a camo bikini. <laughs> Or, or or it's like Rambo, like you're just you're just in you know shorts and a knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. It's got to be a society thing, because. Well, I, I think especially it, here, I, and and I think that's really what it is. Is it it comes back to that you dress as either what you want to be and can't be during the year or you dress as what you don't feel like you are. Um, Yeah. And and so you get these people in, in American society where sexuality is perhaps overhyped on some things, but is also weirdly repressed and suppressed. Right. Oh yeah. You get like, you know, we, we say everything's all sex and violence now, but it's actually a lot more violence than sex. I mean, you can't even show a, a topless woman on you know TV without having you know everybody in the country freak the hell out. Yeah. So you know, dressing up in sexy lingerie and going out into public is totally taboo, which weirdly is bringing it back to what halloween used to be is it's it's an exploration of the taboo only now the taboo isn't death the taboo is sex yeah uh, you know it's um bizarre on how that is kind of the, the the norm with what we see as halloween and i think it's interesting on the level that you go to the UK and they're far more okay with sex on TV. But violence, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. They have the hardest time with violence on TV. You know, um, somebody getting shot, yeah. you know, like a bloody, gory shot on American TV is primetime. Yeah. But that's late night or. No, it's, know, if it's unheard on, on BBC. of. My understanding is it's almost unheard of on BBC. Like, they can get that kind of stuff if they've got satellite. But if they're just watching BBC, one, two, three. Right, you know, on, on and primary so, broadcast. Yeah, yeah on, their, on their basic broadcast setup. I mean, that's something they won't see. But you'll go and watch Skins, which is on whenever the hell it's on. I think well, it's, Anything that and, has nudities on after 6 p.m. I yeah. Think. And and you see what are supposed to be, you know, preteen girls walking around topless. And, oh, my God, they would just the have Americans, a heart attack. The, yeah, the, the American, what is it, a family broadcast pundit, whatever that group is that, yeah. that throws up all the hissy fits would just implode if that show hit. Like normal TV here. Well, yeah, and MTV tried to do their own version using the same scripts. The problem is, is the show doesn't translate well into American culture. Yeah, I'm I actually, imagine there's a lot of sort of inside to that. Yeah, I mean, there's well, there's just there's a lot to it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of cultural references in the show that don't translate, and you can do 
basically you'd have to rewrite the entire show. But they were MTV was just taking the BBC scripts and using the BBC scripts. It is exactly, I mean, word for <laughs> word what they are doing with the in-betweeners. Like, oh, okay. MTV's yeah. got their own version of the in-betweeners on right now. It is word for word <laughs> the same program as the BBC in-betweeners. I'm not entirely against the, the American remakes of BBC stuff. The Office actually turned out to be a pretty good show in America. Yeah. Uh, what was the being human? Apparently it's doing the, or did really well. Yeah, I don't the, even know the if American it's still version on. was actually pretty good yeah. and they but they built and expanded and kind of did sort of a different thing with it yeah did you watch either of those the the american or the i british? watched the american version and i've heard that the the british version's amazing i i loved the british one it's actually why i didn't end up watching the american one is they're similar enough that i kind of felt like okay i've already seen this move on. yeah um well i just i didn't even know there was a british one when the the american, american version came out, out. And i yeah. watched it and i was like oh my god this is a vampire and a werewolf living in the same house, and there's a ghost. Yeah, all right, it, it's, all right. It, it's really cool because it it takes the super stereotypical characters. It, yeah, you know, it takes the it's a vampire, a werewolf, and a ghost. This is a walk into a bar joke, but yeah. uh, it it plays around with the motifs, it plays around with the symbolisms, and it, yeah. it plays around with the sort of all right. Moving past the, this base description of what they are, creature, you know, monster movie creature wise. Okay, now how do they deal with that on a day to day basis? Yeah. Well, and I also, I mean, the whole reason I even started watching it was because Sam Rockwell was on it. Mm. And he was, he played um, Butler in Fanboys. Right. You know, and so I was like, oh, okay, this guy, he's funny. So this will be, you know, <laughs> this won't be the a vampire and werewolf and a ghost walk into a bar. Yeah. So. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it's, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it when I watched it. There, but there are definitely certain shows that I really hope that they don't try and bring over. Yeah. Like, black books. <laughs> so I've actually been watching uh, on the monster movie thing. I've been watching a bunch of films uh, th this week. Because I had this sort of revelation yeah. that I'm not a huge fan of scary movies. Yeah. I like scary movies, but that's not the thing that I like. I love monster movies. Yeah. And I don't like serial killer movies. Like, I can watch some thrillers, but I like specifically monster movies. Yeah, and and I'd like that monster movies can run that whole gamut from you know, scary, dark monster movies to, uh, I watched The Howling 3, The Marsupials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that takes place in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there is a transformation mid-ballet scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it and it's intentionally funny. Yeah. But it it really kind of goes out of its way to be ridiculous at times, but also to have like a complex, cohesive, coherent plot that yeah. runs through it and it's just so much fun. And you don't get a lot of movies that are willing to have that much fun with themselves 
but also take themselves seriously on other levels in other genres. Yeah. No, it's... Well, first of all, The Howling is a movie series that has one of the best werewolf transformations I've ever seen. I mean... And The Howling movies, though, there's, what, seven of them now? I don't remember. Something like that. There's a ton of them. Every single one is totally different from the one before it. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's really any cohesion between them either. There's no real callback. To the, the only other real, well, there are callbacks in that they'll mention like there was a werewolf attack in this other place. Yeah. And and that's where one of the previous movies was set. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Because um, there's no there's no carryover characters. No. There's no. It's always just. Let's go from scratch this time. Yeah. Which is kind of nice because it's, all right, now it's not, you know, oh, did you know, Jamie. You can jump into number Jamie five. Jamie Lee Curtis isn't running from Michael Myers still. It's like, bitch, why don't you get a shotgun and shoot him in the chest? <laughs> I No, I was thinking about this the other day. I've seen Halloween. I've seen Halloween H2O or right. The Return of Michael Myers or whatever. And, and those are the well, those scary were- movies – different yeah they're different um well because i think the return was return of michael myers was all of a sudden it's was right it wasn't the reboot of the series but it's like they'd stop making halloween movies for a while because something happened it it was their version of uh, the the real or the nightmare on elm street the where it came out into the real world and all that stuff. It, it was that same time where they were going like, we haven't done anything with these for a while. How about yeah. we make a new one? Yeah. Um, and Jason goes to hell came out about the same yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, so I've seen a lot of those. And the one thing that has always bothered me, Jason Voorhees is supernatural. Right. Freddy Krueger is supernatural. The Candyman might be supernatural. Yes. Maybe. No, Maybe. He for comes the most, out of mirrors and yeah, shit. Yeah, so, so he's supernatural. Michael Myers is just a sociopathic serial killer. Just wants to kill. Just wants to kill. That's all yeah. he wants to do. So he's human. In a Why? Captain Kirk mask. Yeah. Why the <laughs> hell has nobody just shot the motherfucker? Why is it, <laughs> oh, we're going to take him to a mental institution. Oh, we're going to take, no, no. He it always is, escapes, and he always kills a bunch of people. It's it's the Joker quandary, yeah, yeah. right? So I, I'm just like, if that were me, and I was the person that Michael Myers, I was his sister, that he had to come and kill. Right. I would just buy a shotgun and a handgun and carry him with me at all times. <laughs> so if that motherfucker showed up, I don't even care if it's someone who shows up trying to scare the shit out of me in a Michael Myers mask, in one of those masks. <laughs> I'm fucking putting a hole in their chest. Take him out. <laughs> Bam! That wasn't your brother. I don't care. I have to be I, on the I ready. I consider that mask approaching me a threat to my life. <laughs> yeah. No, no. They were moving to Florida. Life. It's a stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Too soon. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, you know what? She should. What's it? Stephanie Meyer? No, that's the Twilight <laughs> bitch. Um, although, <laughs> Michael Myers, if you're a real character and you want to kill someone, your Stephanie. sister's actually Stephanie Myers, the oh, author of Twilight. <laughs> Have fun. 
the the horrible spin-off. Well, so and especially in Halloween H H2O, it's a reality TV series right. that goes in to the Myers house where all these horrible murders have happened. And it's haunted, and they think Michael Myers is still there because they think he's supernatural. Fucking Buster Rhymes is in the movie. Yeah. No, no. It's... As the token black guy who's a – I mean he is as, like gangster as all get out. Why don't you just follow that stereotype along in the idea of he's that gangster. Yeah, he's that, working that he for a TV a production. He brought a gun. You know, if you're going to make him that well, stereotype. So I think all of the why don't you just question yeah. <laughs> are are the reasons why movies like Scream <sighs> exist. And it went for way too long, but it lures, at least the first one was that, okay, here's what happens in a horror movie. Yeah. We know what happens in a horror movie. How about we actually act on that? Yeah. Uh, well, well, and Cabin and in the Woods is, screen... <laughs> is the metal horror movie. I've seen. You haven't. I, I have you had. No, I haven't seen it yet. Well, then I'm glad I didn't bring it last night because it's not the thing to watch like during a yeah. party. So all I've seen. Well, no, you don't understand because if you'd put that on, everyone could have been having a party around me. I would have been sitting <laughs> intently. Well, you can take it home with you tonight if um, you want. <laughs> oh, I will. Uh, but so. But yeah, it's like Scream, Michael Myers, like those serial killer kind of movies. Yeah. They, 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 I know what you did last summer. Like, they, they drive me nuts. And they're not the scary movies that I like. The yeah. only one that I've really liked like that was the Behind the Mask. Um, I have to look this up. But yeah. The Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon okay. is a documentary crew goes into f- this town where these serial killer where, where essentially like one of these movies has taken place. Yeah. And they find the guy that did it, Leslie Vernon. Yeah. And he's trying to make his name as a masked killer. And he talks about. I have about, heard this. You like either you told me about it or I read about it somewhere. I might have. He, he talks about the greats, Freddy, you know, Jason, <laughs> the ones that really made it. <laughs> and um, so the whole thing is this, like, almost found footage, almost mockumentary, following this guy that's. Going on a killing rampage to make his name as a supernatural killer. Um, well, but and that's the thing is like there's a difference between the supernatural killer and the serial killer, like Freddy and Jason and Candyman. Those are supernatural killers. Yeah. Well, unless you technically Jason is a little sketchy. After Jason, Jason eventually became a supernatural killer. Um, But you know, it's not like slasher flakes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, but for me, like you're right. I like the monster movie. Give me the vampire. Give me the werewolf. Give me the zombies. Give me the creepy, the thing, the thing, the thing of all, like. And the remake, 
actually it was good. just it was as very much. Good. I enjoyed it just as much as the original. Well, and it's not a remake; it's a prequel. Well, yeah, okay, so the prequel, but but, but I like that they did that because because originally people were talking about it being a remake. Well, and, like, and I mean, it's it's not. It's not a remake, but it, I mean, at the same time, it really, it's, although it's, the same things happen. Yeah. It's, all the it's same a remake things happen. In that it's, it's a remake, pretty much but the it's same not a movie, remake. but yeah. they at least set it up with the, oh, this actually totally leads into the original, the movie. original movie. So it doesn't negate it. Yeah. But then stuff like the fog, the fog, the was good. fog was amazing. And I'm not a huge Stephen King fan. But the way that it was played out, the way that they did it, and the fact that it it's not just some fog that comes in and kills people. No, it's a fog that's got fucking monsters living in it that want to destroy the world. Right. You know, it's like, okay. You know, I mean, give me the free, like, I will take Human Centipede, which is a freaky, Ugh. fucked up. So that's, that's not a monster movie. That's body, that's body horror. I would classify, I but Human Centipede is as much a monster uh, movie as Silence of the Lambs is. All right, I'll give you that one. I would still take that over Halloween or Scream. It for me, that is scarier than those movies. Oh, it, it definitely is. You uh, know, but but that's a different kind of horror. Old, you but, know what? But, but I but I think we're on that same point of. Just the slasher flicks aren't aren't our style. The only slasher flick I actually like that is truly you could call it a slasher flick, House of a Thousand Corpses. I haven't actually seen it. I haven't How? seen any of zombies. Movies. I haven't seen The Devil's Rejects yet. I just haven't had the time. But I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. It's twisted. It's fucked up. It is totally. Wow! I just totally lost you on. Hello. Hold on. Um. Oh, <laughs> what did you do? It, did you... Sorry, it uh, you you peeked there, and it said it, that it had uh, detected feedback. Oh. Hold on. But yeah, I mean the it, it's like not even the Texas yeah, Chainsaw no, I, Massacre. Yeah, like, see, I'm, I'm not a me. fan of, of but, those. But the devil, the the devil. I mean, you could call them the Devil's Rejects, but House of a Thousand Corpses. The the Captain Spaulding and Baby and and Doctor Satan and all of that the the idea of like Rob Zombie really took Texas Chainsaw Massacre took that idea of this crazy family who they actually can live a normal life but right. they do this really fucked up shit I mean o- Otis I think but, is but the then son's he name. just like blew it up into... Whoa, and he made it good like he actually made it like <laughs> like. I would – I don't know if I could call it – they're not supernatural killers. They're not necessarily slashers. They, these people – they are monsters. Like they take one of the kids – They go far enough to ter- to turn it yeah. into I mean, another thing. It, and it's, it's I think that, a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I think there's almost now the subgenre of the like redneck horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's that there's on on demand they've been showing clips from cabin in the woods with um the oh i had zombies too oh yeah it's yeah, like yeah. no there's no, a difference you had between zombies, zombies. This i is, had zombies not this is pain you know, warping zombie <laughs> redneck yeah <laughs> that's a different thing um 
and that it's yeah it's i don't know what it is like we feel this need to dehumanize those backwoods people it, you know but it is like, yeah it's, i think that's getting into a whole other subject yeah. matter there I, I, but know. well but you're right it is it's totally a subgenre for everything yeah of like oh hey this is well this and is, and it's it's sort of bled over slash produce the whole torture porn subgenre too the <laughs> yeah hostile saw yeah. stuff like that that's just okay you know pretty much everybody's gonna die and it's not it's not even like how and when do they go it's Final by what elaborate yeah horrid mean how do we can get we to kill these people explicitly on screen yeah. die um it no it is and like the blonde is scared of saw like of jigsaw like well, it saw and, but she's never seen a single one of her, the movies so she doesn't understand but, the premise but they're disturbing yeah i and i'd say that they're more disturbing than they are frightening yeah and and, and i think that's why i like the monster movies like i even like the 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 monster movies, like in all caps, yeah. you know, the universal monster yeah. movies. The Wolfman, the Dracula, Wolfman, Dracula Frankenstein. Frankenstein, the mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon, the monsters, the classics. Yeah. And yeah. I think that one of the things that I really like about them is that the metaphor that they build is much more specific. They're, yeah. None of them are just horrors, you know. Well, and I mean, like, for me, like, it... it I like monster movies, and it doesn't even have to be horror. Like, I mean, I like everything from Alien to Godzilla versus Mothra. Right. And that's still a monster movie. Yeah, the Daikaiju movies are not yeah. scary monster movies, but they're definitely monster movies. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and I so, agree. It, but yeah, I mean, like, Alien fucking... Well, Alien, Aliens? I would still call a horror movie. Oh yeah, but at, and, at least and it, the first one—it's genre horror, but it's a horror movie. No, this, the first one doesn't scare me anywhere near as bad as the second. The second one. one. So the Aliens... first one's a haunted house movie, and the second yeah. one is a monster movie. Yeah, and Aliens just—it just scared the crap out of me growing up. Like I would that literally xenomorphs were the reason i was scared of the dark <laughs> i wasn't scared of the dark because of michael myers or scream no i was scared i had bunk beds and i was on the top bunk i was scared shitless and staring at the ceiling all night long because i was just waiting for this black form to crawl across and just stab me with its tail <laughs> or stick that little mouth into my face or chest you know yeah no they they are they're fabulous at digging into those animal recesses of your brain and going, there's something bigger, meaner, and stronger yeah. with more teeth than you out there, and it wants to get you. Yeah. Which I, I, it makes me sad because, like, the Aliens movies were so scary and jump you out of the skin. But then the Predator movies, you're kind of like, oh, well, this is going to be like Alien. No. No. It's an action movie that has an alien in it. And it's kind of like all those. Right. Well, and then the alien movies became action movies yeah. with monsters. In yeah. Them. I the other one I'm still a big fan of, and I have this weird feeling that this inspired Joss Whedon on some level. 
was John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Huh. Have you ever seen it? I I can't remember. It's got I, that, it came out at it. the same time as all of the other Mars movies yeah. that year. Um, yeah, yeah, it had ice cubes in it. Ice cubes, ice cube in it, and it had the <laughs> um, the tornadoes, right? Like the the hurricane things or whatever that were picking them up. No, wasn't it that one? No. no. Oh, that was Red Planet. Yeah. Uh, shit. Which no, one was that Ghost wasn't Red Mars? Planet. That was Mission to Mars. That was Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars had See, the tornadoes. They all came out. Okay, in like, so <laughs> Mission to Mars years. had um, Gary Sinise. And Don Cheadle in it. Okay. And that was the one with the weird dust storms that picked people up and dropped them in places on Mars as they were doing all these missions on Mars. Okay, which one had Val Kilmer in it? Red Planet. That was Red Planet. Okay, and that had the killer robot. That had the killer robot. Well, it wasn't just the killer robot. It was they put this stuff on the planet to bring oxygen to the planet, but it woke up these parasites that eat everything. Oh, yeah, and they got under the skin and stuff. yeah. Yeah, and... And then there was the killer robot who went on the rampage. And then there was John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars, which was Mars had already been colonized. So fuck those other two movies. Okay, so apparently so I haven't seen Ghosts of Mars. Mars. I just thought I had because it came it's out on, with all the it's others. It's on Netflix right now. I'll, it's on I'll streaming. It up, Go yeah. watch it. But I swear to you, you will watch this movie and be like, it came out before Firefly, and you will totally either be like, Motherfucking Joss Whedon stole <laughs> the goddamn, um, oh, what are they called? The Reavers? Yeah, the Reavers from this shit, or you'll be great minds think alike. Right. You know, so. Well, and, and Carpenter is up there with the the great horror and monster yeah. directors. Except for Dracula 2000. Well, that movie. nobody's I'm perfect. sorry, you don't turn um, the kid... The son from the Cosby show um, into a vampire by giving him a blowjob. Yeah, it's... No. That that whole movie was (laughs) unfortunate. I think he just slapped his name on it. I don't think he actually had anything to do with it. It Speaking of people that will put their name on things, Roger Corman. (sighs) But if you want to see a formula... Roger Corman yeah. has a formula. Yeah. And, and it and works. It's, it's it works. a lot of fun. I mean, everything from uh, Newcomb High up through uh, <laughs> Black Mantis. <sighs> yeah. It, it And it works. It had made him a bunch of money. Yeah. So. There was a show that, like, nobody else seems to remember. Roger Corman presents on Showtime that was, like, Roger Corman has a film school. And Roger Corman Presents was, like, final projects, essentially, where he would use his contacts to get, like, real actors to perform in these short movies by students at the film school. And so you'd have a movie with, like, Norm from Cheers in it (laughs) as the leader of these invading bug aliens and just weird (laughs) stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't know. You know what? The other one I was thinking of was, and you, I think you brought it up last night. Cloverfield. Yeah, because I actually thought that was a brilliant I liked Cloverfield take on uh, the giant monster movie. The the found footage premise falls apart at the end. Yeah, when it's like 
dude just drop the camera and run but aside from that yeah. i i actually liked cloverfield i liked that you didn't see the monster through most of the movie that's or you didn't see it clearly it's what i liked about super eight yeah oh super eight was really good yeah two different movies stitched together yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it, fucking jj abrams well but it was jj abrams and uh Spielberg. Yeah. Which is why, like, there's a J.J. Abrams movie and there's a Spielberg movie, and you're watching them both <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. But they're not the same movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Cloverfield was awesome. I. It makes me want to know what the monster really looked like. Right. Which. There have been production stills that I've seen that's like, oh, this is what the monster looks like. But the only monsters in the movie you ever really, truly get a really good the look at. The only good look you get is the in Central Park near the end. When... Yeah. And the parasites, though. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, what is it? Like, are and they I... the same thing? Yeah. Or... Is, it, is it a bigger version of this? Does this live on it? And what the ones that I've seen, one of them looks like a giant fucking whale thing with parasites growing on its tail huh like a godzilla but with like a big baying whale head the other one i saw looks like this weird fucked up uh you know in hellboy the the samael demon in the first hellboy movie looks like that except anorexic and see the one that i saw looked sort of tripod-ish it had the like the the long legs that had the real sharp uh, bend back in the middle so i mean like the two bulbous things on the top yeah so it's something that i mean the one i liked the most was the kind of like whale looking godzilla thing if you just punch in cloverfield monster into google that's one of the first pieces of concept art that pops up. Sure. Um, but I liked that idea. It was kind of like, okay, it came out of the fucking ocean. You know, it, it stormed in through Manhattan and it's stomping around through New York. You know, all right, all right, I'll buy it. You know, but what a lot of people have shown, like if there's like, uh, I have to pull up the image for it. Um uh, but it's like a, and I may need to go back because I'm not. I'm drawing a blank on that Central Park scene, but it, it's it's actually I think the end of the filming because it's when the guy with the camera gets picked up. Oh, yeah, I you know I don't know. I'll have to. I got to go back and rewatch it because I'm drawing just total blank. Um. So I, I think one of the interesting uh, rumor and scuttlebutt about it is that the Cloverfield monster was the juvenile form. Yeah. And that the sequel would be. So th- I just showed Fox an yeah, image. And, and I'll, I'll put in a link to that. That's the, uh, that's the, that's the one that I was thinking about. It looks more like kind of a tripod. Yeah. Almost. And I think that's the one that's actually from the movie. Yeah. But, but I, I also saw the uh, the concept art one. It's the one that they have that has the size comparison to the Statue of, Statue Liberty. of Liberty. Yeah, I that personally, I would that would be a much cooler looking monster. Yeah. I think 
Um, but yeah, the the rumor that I heard is that the the Cloverfield monsters, the juvenile in Cloverfield Two, would be the parent, the larger form hidden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm going through a bunch of still images, and yeah, it's that other one. It's that skinny one, and now I, I'm remembering like. I've got this flood of memories. The other one I think would have been cooler though. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I think this is just too distinctly alien. Which I know it's <laughs> it's kind of to, weird, yeah. You know. But I mean, it's something that I feel like it could have been better. Yeah, but it, I think it was a Unfortunately, this happens with a lot of genre fiction, uh, genre yeah. movies in particular, I think, is that there's, like, Cloverfield was a great proof of concept. Now we need somebody to finish that thought. Yeah. Um. So back to, uh, back, back to sort of the primary topic, <laughs> yeah. though. What's your favorite, do you think, like? Halloween movie, like not necessarily monster movie or anything, but like it, it gets to be Halloween. You go, you know what? I gotta watch, you know, such Hocus and po- such again. Hocus Pocus. I am really. I think it's awesome. <laughs> you said that we got one. Uh, I, I threw out right before we started yeah. that uh, our guest didn't come in, so we were going to be talking about this. And Mills, our our super yeah. follower, uh, responded uh yeah i said you know what's your favorite and she responded haven't seen hocus pocus in a long time but i enjoyed it and cabin in the woods isn't really halloween but is excellent so yeah. I well no, i mean for distinctly halloween movies if there's it, it's really a three-way tie but two of the movies are movies that i remember from my childhood but every time i bring them up nobody else has ever heard of them and they're it's a, a series of movies and Mr. Boogity and Mr. Boogity 2, Bride of Boogity. Wow. No, I don't. Yeah. And they are, I just, it's about like small town in America, old ghost story in the town about Mr. Boogity comes out at Halloween. And there's this family who move into Mr. Boogity's house <laughs> and they run a joke shop. Like they, they run a gag shop. So there are all these jokes and Boogity comes and takes possession of the dad but it's kind of funny and lighthearted at the same time scared the fucking crap out of me as a little kid. Like I still laughed at the funny parts, but it was like, huh? And the fact, I mean, I think that's the great thing about kids movies that were like the kids movies of the eighties and early nineties were, they could have something kind of really off about them. Yeah. Large Marge. From uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure scared the crap out of me. That was the the truck driver ghost that picks him up. Yeah, and goes all like a uh, uh, Beetlejuice on him. Yeah, hell, Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not just I classify a Halloween movie as it has to be taking place on Halloween. Okay. But but that's what I call a Halloween movie. If it's a scary movie that I watch during Halloween, that's very different. But, I mean, for me, like, the Halloween movies I love are Hocus Pocus, which I just – every time I watch NCIS, all I want <laughs> is for McGee to turn into a black cat. 
Um, and so you know which one I uh, have a, a strange affection for is uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> okay, and it, it's it's the trolls and the like. Just the whole movie is so ridiculous. Yeah, but in a kind of delightful sort of way. Um. But for me, when it comes to the Halloween movies, I'm, I'm not necessarily on movies that take place during Halloween. But, yeah. like, every year around Halloween, I've got to break out uh, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and usually start just delving into this weird, what what van- what uh, werewolf movies are there out there that I haven't actually seen yet. Yeah. Um, but, like, American Werewolf and... Ernest are kind of my go-tos for yeah. Halloween. Um, I actually, it's funny because the blonde really likes Hocus Pocus. Um, but every year she records it off 13 nights of Halloween from ABC family on our DVR. And then she watches it without me and deletes it. <laughs> so it's been a while since I've watched it. And it's been years since I watched Mr. Buggity, which I just pulled up the info for on Wikipedia because it they don't even have it listed on IMDb. No kidding. So it's from 1984? Where is it? Where did it go? 1986. It was directed by Oz Scott. Um, and it originally aired as an episode of the Disney Sunday movie. I used to love the, the Disney Sunday movie. Yeah. And so the the basic Wikipedia is it tells the story of a gag, gag gift salesman and his family moving to a house in New England, which they soon find to be haunted by ghosts from colonial period. It stars John Astin, who's known for his role as Gomez in the 1960s sitcom The Addams Family. Um, wow. The film sequel is Bride of Boogity. It is on IMDb as Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, Season 30, Episode 11, Mr. Boogity. Yeah. So, um, and it's got Richard Mauser, Mimi Kennedy, Benjamin Gregory, David Fausto, Christy Swanson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's yeah some pretty interesting names in here. And, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Um, so... That was one that growing up, I just, I loved. And the sequel, I mean, the sequel, it's the same family in the same house in the same town. Very like, okay, it's Halloween again. A year later, we're going to go and and do this. Because the sequel came out a year later. In sure. 87. And so it was just sort of the next year. Yeah. And and it's like, Boogity's back. What? Yeah, he has to take a wife. <laughs> you know? And you're like, what? Oh. Um, <laughs> But it was, I mean, as a kid growing up, that was one. Uh, as far as, like, movies that I like to watch during Halloween because they're scary movies, I don't get to do that because the blonde doesn't like being scared. But when when I get my choice, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is I a love, great one, yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. I'm not a huge zombie movie fan, but Shaun of the Dead is one of those that I will yeah. watch over and over again. For me, I think it's it's funny because so a lot of people think I'm into zombies on the level of uh, zombie. <laughs> um, when in actuality, zombie is just the term that 
preppers used to be the zombie apocalypse is coming. Right. Well, what do you mean? That, no, I don't mean that reanimated corpses. A zombie could be <laughs> anyone from the the world has ended, society's crumbling, and the guy's coming to try and steal my food. Sure. That's the zombie. But it's easier to get people ready it, it's, and it's train It's an easier them. cultural touchstone. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, we're going zombie hunting. No, we're not really going to go hunt <laughs> zombies. Zombies aren't real. But we're preparing ourselves in the ine- uneventual possibly inevitable worst case scenario of society ends and these people are trying to take my life or whatever and i can protect myself and it's easier that way to say to be like you know it's you don't sound as crazy as being like they're gonna come and take me away (laughs) right um so but so like still so you're not like a a, a romero fanboy well i like romero but i'm i'm by no means or any kind of estimation of Romero fanboy. It's like, oh, okay, he made some awesome zombie movies. Mm-hmm. And he's really kind of the he's birth the, of yeah, he's zombies the on prototypical film. zombie movie. Well, yeah. Like, Romero I mean, he's, he's he really is kind of the father of zombies in visual motion media. Yeah. No, I don't I just... Zombies have... For the most part, like they're fun movies, but they're not the movies that I'm like, oh my god, no, and, and I do like some of the uh, fast zombie movies. I, I like the Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Twenty Eight Days Later was good. Twenty Eight Weeks Later, I actually liked. I know a lot of people. Didn't no, I, like. I liked Weeks too. Um, I like the Resident Evil movies, but that comes more from a gamer <laughs> aspect. Oh, um, you know, saw uh, the new Silent Hill movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, actually went with Ghost and uh, her husband. Um, it's it's not a great movie if you haven't played the games, but yeah. there's a ton of fan service. Um, and so if you have played the games, it's like, oh, I totally know what all of that stuff was. <laughs> yeah. And sort of like the first one, it's still very... Uh, like visually impressive it's a really cool looking movie really yeah. atmospheric the music is fantastic the acting is solid it's just the stories sort of meanders a bit and somehow pyramid head comes out as a good guy but what yeah it's, it's weird what i don't I, <laughs> i'm not even gonna try and wrap my head around that because i spent all day between sitting playing Borderlands, I was playing Borderlands and surfing Wikipedia, reading about the giant monster movies, the <laughs> Godzilla and all the different. Because I could have swore there were more monsters than the twenty listed in the Daikaiju movies. Yeah, because there's there are three if in that fandom. There are three kind of I'd say generations. So sure. there's the classic like the fifties. 60s ones then they got a new director and so there's that iteration and then there's a third iteration with being the most recent which is when they revived it back in 2000 you know and so it's like okay and when you really read and get into this stuff about the storylines godzilla's never a good guy like but godzilla's a morality lesson I mean, I mean, the the original Godzilla yeah. is is the dangers of nuclear energy. 
Yeah. That when it got translated to America was look at the giant lizard thing kill Tokyo. But yeah, uh, he's no, he becomes a good guy later on in that he's fighting the invaders. But he's but only because not... he doesn't like them. Right. He's like, no, no, that's my city. I destroy that city. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Kick you out. Okay, I'm going to squash all these humans. <laughs> And now I'm going back into the ocean. You want a really weird one? Look up the Daikaiju uh, Frankenstein. Okay. And it's like a heart. This guy's heart is irradiated, or, or he was in the the nuclear explosion or something like that and then when the when dr frankenstein makes his monster he uses this irradiated heart <laughs> and that makes the monster turn into a giant <laughs> okay. giant monster that crushes tokyo <laughs> okay well no and i mean there's like there's all sorts of them but i could have swore that there were more because i remember as a kid growing up seeing all these little like godzilla figures and there were all the different there's like space godzilla and gigan and rodan and you know, Mothra, and then there's uh, Batra, which is, like, the not evil version of Mothra, but the version of Mothra who doesn't like humans. Right. Doesn't Once, have two singing twins. Yeah, you know, it's it's the badass-looking version of Mothra. You know, the there's, you know, Destroya, King Ghidra, you know, and it's like, well, I could have... Were you thinking about getting into the Ultraman stuff? Well, no, I haven't even crossed over into that because that Ultraman, if I, this is basically the rabbit hole that is goddamn fucking Godzilla. (laughs) So if I, if I really start diving into the Godzilla stuff, then I'm going to get pushed into the Ultraman stuff because Ultraman was in like one Godzilla movie and was loosely based around the, the character Jet Jaguar. Yeah. Who was a giant fucking robot that was supposed to, that did weird, like, Sign language. I've seen that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Did weird sign language and made a weird, like, tingly, like, chimey noise when he did it that told the monsters what to do. Right, but the... But, so then I'll get into the Ultraman sh- shit, which will push me into the goddamn fucking common Riders stuff. Right. And, which and, will and get you... me eventually back to fucking power rangers and that's what i was gonna say is that the the end the, the terminus point on that uh, is inevitably power rangers but if you're looking for the other monsters it's the ultraman series it's that the the kaiju movies were pretty limited there were only a couple of dozen of them but yeah. the ultraman series ran forever and had tons more of those yeah. monsters and there's even a weird little sidebar in that that eventually leads to Giver. Yeah, which I love the fucking Giver. Yeah, I I I Toho. That's it, right? Toho yeah. Studios. Yeah. Um. I at one point when I first got into playing airsoft, found a website that made Giver helmets. Nice. And I talked to the guy, and he was willing to make me one that was impact resistant. That was lined on the inside with fiberglass, and the lenses were to be impact-resistant lenses so that I could use it while playing airsoft. And I was like, hell yeah! So he wanted 400 bucks for it. That's not too bad now. 
I did still, the time. I mean, yeah. not like, oh, that's totally affordable. Do yeah. it tomorrow. But for what that is in the production, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was something that I was like, oh yeah. But these this day and age, oh hell yeah, I might I might want a Giver helmet just to have a fucking Giver helmet. Put it on display. You know, it's like, look, it's a one to one scale Giver mask. What's the Giver? Oh motherfucker. Yeah. Seriously? It, and it's not Mick Giver. That's no. all. <laughs> no. Um So that that though brings in that whole foreign movie thing. And if you really want to dig into the horror stuff, getting no. into the, the Asian horror. No. That's I mean no. that's the scary scary shit. Uh, yeah, uh, by the way, any of you who think The Ring or The Grudge, Grudge were scary in yeah, the American watch, versions, go watch, go watch the originals. Yeah. Go watch Ring You. Go watch, oh, what is The Grudge called? I, I can't remember I what the, remember the original one of The Grudge is called. Hell, go watch The Audition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, any movie where the serial killer slasher in it is stripping people's flesh from their bones with piano wire while they're alive. Oh, it just, it makes my skin crawl. I'm looking at the grudge right now. I'm trying to see if it has the based on. I want it. It's like Jun Ho or something. It'd probably be like at the bottom of the. Ju-on. Ju-on. Yeah. J-U-O-N. Yeah. It's. Oh, so creepy. And and the Ju-on, the, the Japanese version, the original version of that doesn't have Buffy the Vampire Slayer in it. Thank God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Buffy, but. Thank it was the God. one problem that I had with her being in that is that she's a fine actress. She does a good job, but it's just too close to Buffy. To get on – this is even a more bizarre, weird connection to giant monster movies okay. and Japanese foreign films. There's a movie that came out maybe like five years ago, six years ago called The Host. Oh, Korean? I th- yeah, I think? I think it's actually Korean. Um. And so I I watched it. I thought it was fantastic. I I loved it. It just was awesome for the giant monster yeah, concept. Yeah, Korean. Um, and it's not necessarily giant monster Godzilla size, but it's still a monster terrorizing tentacle monster at yeah. least. And so I was like, ah, yeah, awesome. So a couple years ago, I was walking around. I think it was Target, and I saw this book. On the shelf of the Target book section called The Host. And I thought it was something else. I picked it Did up you and want I read to explain the back. What oh, the God. Host it was is? the goddamn Stephanie Myers bitch. <laughs> Michael Myers, go kill her. Kill her. Take the kitchen knife that you use, the chef's knife, and just. just get to... <sighs> So. Vampires don't sparkle. Stephanie Meyer wrote a adult (sighs) book, I guess, and called it The Host. And now, soon to be a movie. Yeah. Wow. Because apparently she can just print money now. (sighs) 
goddamn sparkly vampires. But but go look up the hosts that came out in 2006 yeah. and watch that movie. It will be scary. I'm scary. The, the host 2013 will be only scary from a literary sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I was, I was re- oh, awesome. It's a book. I can read this story now. Hey, no. Son of a bitch. Um, there was another, I had just thought of giant monster movie that I was like, oh my God, and this too, this was awesome and kind of scary. And it wasn't the bad 1998 Godzilla with Jean Reno and Matthew Broderick. <laughs> um, it's a girl. No, it's a boy. No, it's asexual. <laughs> Wrong. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I'm trying to think of what other good giant monsters. Let's see. We talked there. about The Fog. We talked about... Oh, I know which movie, and I still haven't watched it yet, but I keep wanting to. It's in my Netflix queue. Wait, Monsters? Yes! Oh, it's so good. I can't Is believe it? you haven't seen okay. it yet. No, so, it's really fabulous. I've heard nothing but good stuff about this movie, and it's been sitting in my queue for about six months, and I haven't watched it. Just because I haven't had the time or the drive to sit down and be like, okay, I got to sit here and, and get into this movie. So it's it's my opinion that horror movies in particular, monster movies in particular, can be greatly improved by working within their constraints. And a yeah. lot of time these constraints are financial. Yeah. But that's what leads to not seeing the alien through most of Alien. You know, that's what leads to Jaws. not seeing the shark in Jaws. Yeah. And Monsters is another one that's made just on a shoestring budget. And for most of it, all you ever see of the monsters is like grainy footage on a television in the background of a scene or shadows in the fog, stuff like that. And there, from the trailer, a, there's at least one scene worth a tentacle that comes out of somewhere. Yeah. And, so. and it, it, so the premise is pretty much like, I think there was a meteor or something, but there's this area in northern Mexico that is just now completely taken over by giant monsters. Yeah. And so you don't travel through that space without running the risk of running afoul of giant monsters. Yeah. And it's the story of some people that do just yeah, the that. contaminated zone. Yeah. Like everything I've seen about this movie makes it look awesome. Yeah. It, and it I haven't, really I just haven't had the time or energy to sit down and watch it. Um, but there was another one, another giant monster movie and I can't, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, those movies, the giant monster movies for me, they're not necessarily scary. They're fun. But I was really worried that Super 8, though, that the alien was going to remind me too much of the aliens from Cowboys and Aliens. See, I never actually saw Cowboys and Aliens. Don't. It looks kind of interesting. Don't. Okay. Wow, this is a long list. Mon- giant monster movies? Yeah. Oh, but I mean, it starts in 1925 with The Lost World. That's the yeah. the 
dinosaurs, King Kong. King Kong's a yeah. giant monster movie. Yeah. Uh, Japanese King Kong. Yeah, which had... Son of Kong. McKenna Kong. Yeah. That was another one I read about today. Uh, let's see here. Some random stuff in here. Tarantula. <laughs> Eight-legged oh freaks. Was it? Them? Them, yeah, with the giant, the giant ants. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Night of the Lop. Is that it? I don't, I don't know. There's a giant rabbits attack movie. That's what? <laughs> uh, Night of the Lapine, I think. is the... Okay. Uh, let's see here. The Amazing Colossal Man, Kronos. Kronos? What? When did we jump into... <laughs> when, when did we jump into Chrono Trigger? <laughs> Uh, the blob. I'll give you the yeah, blob. Yeah, yeah, the blob. All right, it's yeah. eventually giant. It, uh, yeah. Uh, Earth versus the spider, 1958. I kind of want to look that up now. You know what? I don't... The Stephen King one wasn't the fog. It was the mist, wasn't You're right. it? right. It's called the, the mist. The fog, the fog is, is another, another horror one, movie. But it's that one, it's like ghost pirates or something yeah. in the fog. But it was a remake. There's two of them because there's like an old black and white one and then there's like a 1960s remake. Destroy All Monsters 1968. <laughs> uh, they made some fun video games out of that. Yeah. Wow, they actually list the short animated film from 1969, Bambi Meets Godzilla. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like... It's like a two-minute film. If that. <laughs> Look, it's Bambi. Look. Godzilla. <laughs> Tremors. Yeah, Tremors. I love Tremors. The blonde hates Tremors. That's why she doesn't like the sandworms and the threshers in Borderlands 2. The Tremors creeped me out. I will yeah. give you that. I loved it. Because uh, now we're into the 80s, so here's some stuff that I've, I've seen more of. Oh, the Lair of the White Worm. I never heard even heard of that. Uh, Deep Star Six. Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that movie. Uh, the Godzilla verses from the early 90s. King Godzilla, Mothra, Mechagodzilla 2, and Space Godzilla. You mean King Ghidra? Ghidra, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah. King Godzilla. Wait, uh, did I miss that one? <laughs> Destoroya. Destroya. <laughs> Who evolves from a polluted crab thing in the sewers and eventually becomes a very Godzilla-looking-esque dragon thing. <laughs> How do you get from crab to that? Huh. Anaconda. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. Giant monster movie. Giant fucking snake. Starship Troopers? Eh, yeah, giant it's kind of... Okay. I haven't seen the second one, but I did see the third one. <laughs> Which, literally, there's a planet that's a bug. Wow. Yep. Lake Placid. That's with, uh... Yeah. What's her name? Um, yeah. Um, um, uh... <sighs> the Last Golden Girl. Yeah. Uh... My brain is going to be <laughs> Arthur and Betty White, but it's neither one of those. Isn't it Betty White? Is it Betty White? No. No. Maybe. No, she was in Lake Placid 2. I thought she was in the first one, too. I don't think so. 
I'll have to cut out a bunch of this so yeah. we don't have all the looking um, stuff up. Uh, yeah, Betty White, Miss yeah. Dolores. But yeah, because she's the she's the thing feeding the creature, <laughs> like the cow. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, don't, I those are the movies that I I've always <laughs> enjoyed. Troll Hunter. So. I've been meaning to see that. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's supposed to be kind of awesome. Um, but I don't know. But it's it's like a parody of uh, Blair Witch. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a found footage comedy monster movie. Yeah, well, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, monster movies come in all shapes and sizes. Yep. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go watch the Howling Reborn tonight. So, <laughs> good times. Uh, um, but I think that's uh, that's pretty good for today. Yeah, um, that's a couple hours, kind of so maybe an hour and a half, kind of two hours of podcast. podcast here, and uh, hopefully you found something that you, you hadn't heard of before, or you'd thought of seeing and hadn't seen, and uh, go out and find some cool movies for yourself, and you know, let us know. Yeah, let us know what you see, what you like. Yeah, you know, keep us keep us in the loop. Let us know what's going on. You know, throw throw a bone our way every now and then. And and let us know, you know, what you want us to talk about, what you want us to touch on. Yeah. And, you know, hit us up on uh, Twitter at Kinky Geeky. Uh, email us at podcast at kinkygeeky.com. Find us on FetLife at kinky underscore and underscore geeky. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, hell, leave a review. Please. <laughs> All right. Hopefully we'll talk to you again sooner than uh, last time. Yeah. Much sooner. Much, much sooner. You've been listening to Kinky and Geeky. This podcast has been distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. That means that you can share us, remix us, match us up, or whatever. Just give us credit and don't make money off us. Happy Halloween! <laughs> We're being cheesy! So, what are we talking about this week? Uh, well, the Halloween season. All right. I mean, basically what starts in September, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember when I started <laughs> seeing the Halloween stuff come out at Target. Okay. That's how I know that the season's starting, which is sad because within two weeks of all the Halloween crap coming out at Target, you get the Christmas there's that crap. one back aisle that's already starting to fill up with Christmas stuff. Yeah. Behind all the Halloween stuff, and it's it's there. Well, let, let's give this uh, uh, the the actual proper intro. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween, right? Yeah. <laughs>